Dylan Thacker is an online fitness coach on Twitter as well as across other social media platforms. He's also the host of the Desire to Inspire podcast as well as a co-host of the Dom and Dale podcast. In this episode, Dylan and I talk about the online fitness coaching space, the role alcohol plays in fitness and nutrition, Dylan's current lifting split and nutrition plan, and how you can get more consistent in the gym, as well as much more. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey, Dylan, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, real quick, sure. you want to give a... Me. Yeah, dude, no worries. You want to give a quick intro real quick? Yeah, uh, so I'm Dylan Thacker. Um, I never know how to do intros. I'm so used to like being on the opposite end of the intro that it's real weird for me. But uh, I'm an online coach. Uh, I live in Denver, Colorado. I've been in the fitness space for, we'll call it like six years-ish. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you want to know, but that's my, that's my basic intro. Hey, I love it. And uh, just to give you guys a little bit more context, Dylan was uh, was one of the people who inspired me to start this podcast as well. He's like, dude, it's so much easier than you think. Just go for it. Like there's nothing nothing holding you back except your own limiting beliefs. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that and I'm going to do it. So um, I wanted to get into the online coaching thing a little bit because it seems to be a growing industry um where did you first hear about it and what inspired you to to get started in it? um so kind of I guess like the first time that I got into online co- or like into the fitness space in general was kind of through online coaching uh I was following a few dudes who I'm from the Ohio area like I just say the Ohio area because I've lived like literally in like every part of Ohio north south middle so like I'm all over the place but uh, I was, I just kind of started following like these guys who were like doing a lot of powerlifting. My buddy got me into it in college and I just kind of fell into like an online coaching space from there. I got hooked up with a guy named Jay Azeltine and he's, I don't know if you know him or not. He's pretty big on the Twitter space now. He does like ayahuasca retreats and stuff. But at the time he was like under a mentor and he's like the same age as me. So we we're both early twenties and I was like his first ever like nutrition client. So that was like my first kind of like look at it at all was like through that lens. And then it just kind of expanded from there. I got hooked up with another group of people and like, I just kind of saw what was possible and then just kind of ran with it from there. Okay. So you actually started as a client of another guy who was doing fitness coaching on Twitter. Yeah. I was, I was only doing nutrition through him. So I was was just part of like a, a app, like that did like monthly workouts but like for, as far as coaching goes, yeah, I had a nutrition coach. Okay, nice. And then you kind of just saw how, how it all worked and you're like, I want to do this myself basically. That It came a little farther down the road, but essentially, yeah. yeah, like I got hooked up with a few other coaches. And I mean, even to this day, I still use other coaches for my own stuff. I think it's just easier that way. It's I can like see what other people need, but it's a lot harder for me to take a step back and look at, okay, what do I need? So I don't like to like really diagnose myself. I like to kind of let somebody else take the reins on that. That's a really cool perspective. I've never thought about doing it that way because it's always like, I just want to make my own workouts. I like what I like, but 
we're biased because like, oh, if I know I don't want to do like pull-ups, I might not schedule mm-hmm. it in my own workout. But if some other guy's like, no, you're doing some pull-ups today. Like, you don't have a choice. I was the same way. So I used to want to program my own shit. And yeah. then am I allowed to cuss on here? Is this, is this allowed? Yes, go ahead. Say yeah, whatever. Cool. But uh, so I like to program my own stuff. And uh, I was on a podcast actually with Jay and then Zach Hummel. They used to run one together. And they asked me like about my training. I was like, oh yeah, well, I've just kind of been like going and doing what I wanted. And he was like, if you're just going and do what you want all the time, like it's not gonna, that's not gonna see the results you wanna do. Like you have to do shit you don't like. You have to do things that are hard for you or else you're never gonna grow. And I was like, he's probably right. I should probably get a coach again. And so I've had a coach for like the last four-ish years, just different coaches, like as I kind of like to vary, but I go all over the place. That's a really cool approach. I, I'm starting to think twice about like my own training regimen because I'm doing the workouts that I like to do. Like I like going to the gym. It's fun. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you feel the same way, but like you got to push yourself. Like you yeah. should be struggling every workout. So what's like, what's your split looking like right now? Like what's your workout regimen? Uh, so I've been in like, you know, I used to do a lot of endurance stuff and I'm going to get back into it. But so like the last four months I've been like in like a really like a building phase. So it's a lot of strength and size type stuff. So I do, I don't like to do like a five or six days a week type thing. I like to do three days, then take a day off, then do three days. So I do push, pull legs off day, push, pull legs off day. And so like, it's always different days of the week that I'm hitting stuff, but that's just mm-hmm. how it's been right now. And even my off day, I wouldn't really call it an off day. I do like minimal mileage running. So like I'm okay. like between two and four miles right now on my off days. Okay, nice. And with that eight day split that you were talking about, since you first told me about that when we first connected about a month ago, I've actually, I've started to use that. Okay. Because like, why should we limit ourselves to the week, like a Mm -hmm. seven day week? It doesn't make as much sense. So like doing eight days, like I'm doing chest, chest and back on one day. And then I'm going like arms and shoulders on the next day and then legs. Yeah. Usually only doing legs like once a week though, like that second leg day. I'm usually like just going for a longer run and like playing basketball. Okay. Um, cause I'm, I'm trying to train for a marathon right now. So it's tough fuck? to like, yeah, yeah. I just signed yeah. up for a full, um, yeah. in March. So I'm looking forward to it, but it's it hard at? to, it's in Oakland. Okay. Um, oh yeah. You're going to be out that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to be out there in oh, San yeah. Francisco for the winter quarter of school. So I'm like, you know right. what? I need something to work towards out there. So I signed up for it. So yeah. I'm excited. That's dope. Have you done any uh any full marathons yourself? I've done two. So okay. I did one in 2018 and I did one this January. How did that go? Uh that one was actually dope. That was the Bear Performance Nutrition Marathon. So like the, it was it was super private. It was only 200 tickets were sold or 200 spots like for the race and that was between a half and a full. So like we went out there, they shuttled us from VPN HQ out to like some secluded ranch. And then like we did like a six and a half mile out, six and a half mile back twice. Yeah. Oh damn, that's badass. Yeah, it that's was sick. I was trying I really wanted a 330 marathon. Like that was my goal. And I knew, all right, I gotta hit eight minute miles. And all the way through mile 20, I was on pace. Like I was feeling yeah. good. And as soon as I made that turn, like to come back, it First of all, they, they advertise it as a flat course. It's not flat at all, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's uphill the whole six and a half back. Yeah. It was windy as fuck that day. And Ooh. so, like, something in me, like, I don't know what it was. It was like my hip, like, did something weird. 
And uh, I don't really know what it was, but my last six miles were the worst six miles I think I've ever run in my life. Like from like a uncomfortable perspective, I still finished in under four hours, but I was like, I was very pissed at myself. And then I was limping around for like a week afterwards. Yeah, dude. I, I actually was reading an article yesterday about like at that 18 to 20 mile mark, like that's where you usually hit a wall because like that's yeah. where your glycogen, glycogen goes. Um, so were you like fueling throughout the race? So like, what was your strategy? Yeah, I had a pretty good fueling strategy. It's like, I was just really practicing like what I'm going to eat on race day. I was eating all throughout training. Okay. And it was like, gels don't really sit well with me. So I do like a lot of honey stingers. And then I use BPNG when I'm sport, which is basically just electrolytes, carbs, and sodium. So I'll take that. But I think I, this goes back to why I was at the chiropractor before we hopped on. Yeah. As soon as I got back, I went and they were like, dude, like your legs are like, one of my hips was like way lower than the other one. So essentially I was like running kind of off balance and just fucked up something in that leg. So I think like if I would have been balanced out, I probably wouldn't have had that problem. Okay. It was rough. And so, so that's what you're trying to fix right now with this chiropractic. Well, it's fixed, but now I'm just going, I go like once a week for just maintenance, just as I, cause I know I'm going to be running again. So I just yeah. start going again when I know I'm going to run just to make sure I'm good. Cause I'm not gotcha. having to happen again. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can totally hit three thirty, like hundred percent. Yeah, um, for sure. Is that the goal for the next one? Would you say? I don't know when the next one is. I'm doing a half in February. Is that, but, is that the one in Austin? Hmm. Okay. I've heard of a couple other guys doing that and I have an urge. I might like fly there to yeah. do the half because like I'll be training for the full. So I should for be sure. able to do a half at that point. Pretty like hopefully pretty easily. Just got to get the funds uh, to, to fly out there from yeah. California, but we'll see what happens. It's kind of an expensive race too. Like the half is like 150 really? bucks, which is kind of a lot for a half. Oh, damn. I guess they know yeah. people probably want to come down to Austin. Yeah, I mean, I think it's any of them bigger races. It's actually like ambassador weekend. So like I have to be out there anyways. And like the whole team's running. So I'm like, I might as well run. If I didn't have like a couple vacations coming up, I might do the full. But I'm going to be in Costa Rica like during what would be my peak week. So I'm like, there's not a chance in hell I'm trying to run 20 miles in Costa Rica. (laughs) That Yeah, that'd be a bit crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. But tell me a little bit more about this like BPN ambassador program. Like how did you get involved with that? Uh, so it's something you can apply for. So I've followed Nick Bear and BPN for years now. Uh, I was prior military. So it's just being like a veteran owned company. It's just kind of something that I gravitated towards, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I've just been applying for like the last year. And they announced that this was going to be like the biggest class of ambassadors that they brought in, which is going to be like Q4 of 22. I'm like, all right, I think I got a good shot. I got rejected three times this year already. This is the one I feel good about. And uh, I actually got an email telling me that I was rejected. So I got rejected this time too, actually. And then uh, I was pissed. Like this time I was actually pissed about it. I was like, man, fuck this. Like I'm about to up my content so that come January when I can apply again, they got no, no fucking, (laughs) there's no excuse. They have to accept me. Yeah. And uh, then like two weeks went by and I got a random email that said I was accepted. And that was just kind of it. And now, like, I'm on the team, I guess. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, I mean, congrats, bro. That's awesome. I I applied myself, actually, like, a couple months ago. Like, a total shot in the dark. Obviously, didn't get in. Um, But regardless, like, Nick Bear has been – he's been such a big influence on me. Just, like, this whole hybrid athlete lifestyle. It's, like, 
lifting and running together. Like they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I used to be one of those guys that was like, no, like, why would I do cardio? Like I just running is going to kill the gains. Exactly. But that's not true. I mean, he's proving it. That dude is a monster. So for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely keep applying. So we do like team calls now once a week where it's like the whole ambassador team gets on. There's like a guy who runs it, but uh, he basically said that everyone gets rejected multiple times before they ever make it. So it's usually like those people who keep coming back and they they show the consistency. That's like their biggest thing. He said, he's like, I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care how many likes you get. It's about, are you consistent? You just keep putting out content. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll definitely keep it in mind. It'd be, be a dope thing to be a part of. I mean, I use sure. their supplements and I, I use their greens every morning. That stuff is yep. really good. So. Same. I'm but, out though. So I need to get some more. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're probably getting that, that nice discount or something. It ain't, great but you know <laughs> there's a lot of other things that come along with it so it's cool yeah i got you well kind of going into this nutrition stuff like what's your what's your typical diet look like do you follow a strict diet or is it more like more loose um i mean i don't like right now anyways i'm not tracking or anything i basically eat like the same four to five meals all the time throughout the week so like i know about what i'm at like right now i'm at like 3500 calories a day Wow. It's kind of high. Well, yeah, I was at like 2,800 and I was losing, like, I was just kind of stagnant and I was like, my weight's not doing anything. So like, let me, I'm trying to put on size. So let me put some more calories in. And once I got over 3000, I started losing weight. So I was like, really? well, like, yeah, I was like, my metabolism must be up higher than I expected. Like it needed more. Cause I mean, I do a lot of activity. I walk every day, like multiple times working from home. I just, go out for walks. I try to make sure I get over 10 K every single day. Mm-hmm. So like my, my metabolism is pretty up there. So like right now I'm not really trying to lose weight anyway. It's just kind of happening. So I might have to push those calories even higher, Yeah, but I really don't want to, but for the most part, I eat relatively clean. I eat at home most of the time, chicken, beef, rice, potatoes, like staples. For sure. And just to give some more context, like what's your measurables, like what's your height and weight? Uh, I'm about six foot and I'm about 200 pounds right now. Okay. Gotcha. Cause 3,500 calories, dude, like that's a lot of calories. And most yeah. people that are like putting over 3000 and they're not having a problem with losing weight. Like it's usually the opposite. So I feel I like know, dude. it might be a blessing in disguise, depending on what your goals are, depending on right. what your goals are. I mean, I'm trying to get bigger. That's the, the yeah. ultimate goal, but I want to be able to be big while still being like able to run. So that's why I don't know if I'm going to do another full or not. I'm not like right. married to the idea of it. I love running, but I found that like when I go too hard on it, I start to get stricter and stricter. And like, I want to hit like these times and shit, then mm-hmm. kind of my, my physique goals suffer because of it. So it's like just trying to find the balance of like, how can I run and it be enjoyable while still maintaining strength and size? Yeah. It's a tough thing to balance because like, if you're training for a full and you have to put in like 15 miles on a Sunday, like mm-hmm. you're 2000 calories right there. And so to, to even that out, like you're going to have to eat 5,000 calories. Like, and for a lot yeah. of people, that, that's pretty tough. Um, that's the problem is like, even when I do stuff like that. So like, even if I do have like a longer run or like, I just have more calories burned that day, I don't want to ever be like a dirty bulk. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm about. So like, I'm always trying to put more and more clean food in. Yes. which that's when it gets difficult. It's like, okay, now how much chicken and rice can I eat? How much ground yeah. beef can I really eat? Exactly. Like if you're putting down milkshakes, like, okay, it's easy to get to those calories, but 
and this is something that I used to obsess over. I was just worried about the calories, but I didn't care about the quality of calories. Mm -hmm. And my energy levels were just in the tank. But yep. if you if you eat like let's say for breakfast you eat like an omelet with like some eggs and chicken in there versus you eat like a thousand calories with a cereal like your day is looking different even though the calories might be same. I eat so the like, same breakfast every single day. Okay, so what does it look like for you on a typical day? Six eggs, two slices of sourdough bread. That's it. What's the what's the reasoning for the sourdough bread? I've been seeing that a lot. I just like it personally. Okay. I know like there is benefits because like it's usually if you can get it or like organic or local, it's usually going to have the least amount of shit in it. Like it's going to have the lowest amount of ingredients. There's less preservatives mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So I just kind of tend to go that way. But okay. I got you. Yeah. And do you feel any type of like mental fog or like carb crash from the bread? Because I know a lot of people, including myself, like I usually try to stay away from the carbs in the first half of the day and then load up at night. Um, but you, you feel pretty good, like energy wise throughout the day. Yeah, typically. I mean, f for like just a blanket of what my days look like, that's usually my breakfast. And then like between then and lunch, I usually have like a protein shake. That's pretty low calorie, but high protein. And then like, if I'm hungry, I'll have like a yogurt or I have like BPN field bars. So it's just an easy way for me to get some stuff in. Yeah. Those are and fire then, like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then like for lunch, I'll either do, if I'm going to have red meat at dinner, I'll do chicken and rice. If I'm going to have chicken at dinner, I'll do like beef and rice. And then yeah. at night I'll usually have like some kind of like a bigger meal where it's like a lot more protein, usually like 12 ounces to 16 ounces of whatever meat I'm going to have and some potatoes. And that's about it. Dude, that sounds like the dream diet right there. Um, yeah. I try to stick with that, but like I'm in the dining hall still, so it mm -hmm. can be a bit tricky, but usually it's yeah. just like straight chicken, but they're cooking everything in like canola oil and it's yeah, like- Yeah, it's trash, uh, dude. They're trying to frame it. They're trying to frame it that it's healthy. And it's like, oh my gosh, like how, how are you even being hired to be like a dietitian? Yeah, like it's not good for you. Are they um, like claiming that they're dietitians, these people in dining halls? Oh, I mean, like the people that are like running oh, yeah, like the managers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they're claiming like this is all like super clean and healthy, but like I'm looking up the like canola oil on the internet and it's like, Trash. this is one of the most refined things you can do. And like yeah. refined carbs lead to inflammation, which leads to disease, like all of these things, even more than just health stuff, like mental stuff yeah. um, and like gut problems. And it doesn't make sense. It's so frustrating to me because like, especially at Northwestern, like it's such a high intensity school and kids get so stressed out mentally. And it's like, we're fueling ourselves horribly and just nobody has any conscious awareness of it, which I, I wish like they did a better job um, right. with that, but it is what it is. Um, so I'm curious going off the, the nutrition stuff, like what type of supplements do you normally take? Um, I actually don't take like a shit ton of supplements. I take greens, the same ones you take every day. I take creatine. And that's honestly like it from a supplement, like a true supplement perspective. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's better to be simple with that. All that stuff, like it can get a bit obsessive. Um, I'm the same way. I do greens, creatine, but then I take like fish oil, um, a little tongue god Ali, but that's like from Andrew Huberman. Like I, I love yeah. Huberman. So do a lot See, of other I've, things. I've considered doing fish oil. I'm like, a child though i can't swallow pills and most fish oil comes <laughs> in these big ass pills bro 
Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's like a mental block that I can't get over. Like from when I was a kid, I had like a traumatic experience and <laughs> I can't get over it. And like, dude. I know it's there. I know why I can't do it. And like, I yeah. tell myself, all right, you're going to fucking do it. I can't do it, dude. <laughs> that is hilarious because I used to be the same way. Like my mom would literally have to like cut up the pills, like into little tablets. I got, a, little, I got a legit crusher. Like I put it in there and I just grind it up. Yeah. But then I feel like I just kind of like grew up no i'm I'm, messing um, <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna take offense i know it's childish <laughs> that's hilarious um i'm curious about this too since you're obviously a fitness coach and have a lot of expertise in this area like what's your opinion on alcohol and as it relates to like overall general health um i mean i think that everybody can agree alcohol is not there's not any benefits to it does that mean i don't drink no but i've went through different stages in my life where alcohol ruled my life uh like once i got out of college well it's not even once i got out of college just partially in college partially out um i was engaged actually before so i had a girl that i dated all through high school we got engaged in my early 20s and then uh we ended up splitting up like i'll say i was 23 24 maybe and i just went down like a really dark place where i was drinking all the fucking time and just everything in my life was destructive and so like my identity kind of got attached to alcohol where like that was all I was known for all my friends knew like if I was around we we're getting fucked up and it just became a part of me and eventually like I saw okay this isn't who I want to be anymore and so like I would have to like make a conscious effort to not do it and then there were a few times where I've went throughout my life where I just I'm like all right I have to give it up altogether like I seem yeah. to see what I'm going to be without it I feel exponentially better when I'm not drinking but I still enjoy to drink so I'm never going to be the guy who says you have to cut out alcohol. I don't think you do. I think that everything in moderation is the key to living a happy life. So it's all personal preference. If, if you feel comfortable giving it up forever, by all means do it. I think would I be healthier? hundred percent, but I enjoy going out, watching a game and grabbing some drinks. I enjoy when I go home and visit with some friends, having a few drinks, but it's just something that I try to control and make sure like I'm not overdoing it all the time. I think that's a really good point. And like, you're working so hard in the gym and on your nutrition. Like if you don't give yourself a break, like once in a while, yeah. you're going to go crazy. Uh, I know I've, I've struggled with that, like trying to go too strict or too hard. Um, but I'm curious, like what changed for you? Like what, was there a defining moment where you were kind of going through this tough period and then you decided like, okay, I need to, I want to, I want to stop drinking and see, see what that, what that does to me. Um, I don't think there was really any like one like come to Jesus moment, if you will. I think it was more like I just realized like I feel like shit. I look like shit. I need to get my shit together, essentially. Yeah. And so like that's like kind of when I got into the gym. Like my actually like one of my friends called me out. He's like, dude, you're getting fat. And he wow. was like, come he was like, come lift with me. I was like, all right. And so I started lifting with him, and that's kind of when I fell into everything else. Got that nutrition coach. And it kind of just snowballed. Like I slowly started making different decisions. And uh I don't know, like, I still, like, there were still times where, like, I'd go on fucking bingers, but I was starting to realize, like, this isn't the life that I want to live long-term, so I, I mean, I still fuck up and get drunk sometimes, like, I, I still go overboard every once in a while, I'm not gonna act like I don't, but it's a lot less frequent, and it's way more, like, the next day, like, I 100% get right back to how I'm supposed to be, how I know I'm gonna feel better, because if I do that for too long in a row, then I'm just going to go right back into that bad spot. 
Yeah, it's a slippery slope, dude. And like, I love that mindset about, okay, you fucked up one day, it's fine. As long as you don't make it two in a row, mm -hmm. as long as you don't make it three in a row, because then you're, then you're going completely off the rails. But kind of going back to your friend, like calling you out for that, like in the moment, how did you feel when he said that? Like, were you pissed at him? Or were you like, oh, shit, like he has a point? What's crazy is we weren't even that good of friends. Like we we're coworkers. Ooh. And uh, no, like I knew, like I knew I was. And so like, once he said it, I was like, he's right. Like, obviously like, I probably said some shit back to him. Like I probably talked shit back, but I was like, you know what? He's right. So I took him up on the offer. I went to the gym with him the next morning. And then like, we like got serious. Like he got back into it and we were like in the gym, not even waking up in the gym every day at 4 a.m. Like in Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday. If you weren't in the gym at 4 a.m., the other one was on your ass. And like, we did that for like two years straight. And like, that was like when I really dialed it in wow yeah that accountability right there that is awesome and that's why it's mm -hmm. so important to have people in your life that are pushing you like that and will be brutally honest with you because i feel like a lot of people including myself like you don't want to call people out for shit, right but you need it like i wish people would call me out for my shit more um, right that's how i feel like you nobody yeah. wants to do it and like i don't do it for people yes but they really need it and if it comes from somebody who they know genuinely cares about them it's going to mean a lot more that's the difference and doing it like in a way where like it's just honest but you're not trying to like hurt the other person you're like right. okay this is the reality bro like you need to get your shit together if he would have just told me yo you're a fat fuck i would have taken <laughs> a lot more offense to him saying hey you're getting fat you should come lift with me i was like okay yes. he's not just pointing it out like he's like here's a solution come with me exactly that's the difference that yeah that is totally i love the accountability system and yeah. something i've done this month is I decided to do sober October for like the oh, first yeah. time in in a couple of years, and I'm only 21, so well shit. So, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but me and a couple of high school friends, like we decided, like you know what, let's just do it. Like why not? Honestly, got inspired because Joe Rogan does it, and yeah, like he created this whole community around it. And I made a Twitter group chat with like 10 people, like some people I met on Twitter and some high school friends, and like that group chat has held all of us accountable yep. to to getting through the month and like this is the first month in years that i haven't done anything and i feel like mental clarity so that yeah. accountability system is sick my brand just ran like a 50-day challenge where no alcohol was in there okay and if i wasn't like part of the two heads that were running it there's no way i would have done it but i was like well i'm not going to be the one to fuck up because all these people are counting yes. on me to be the one leading the way here but I don't know I, if I'll ever do like extended periods of time again. Like it's just, it feels constricting to me. Like it feels like once you tell me I can't do it, then I want to do it. But like, if, if I'm just living life, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to drink tonight. But yes. when you tell me I can't, then it's a whole new ball game. It's developing that healthy relationship with it. And yeah. for sometimes like you do have to take a step back and reevaluate and cut it out. But mm -hmm. once you get through that and you can develop a good relationship, like, yeah, use it in moderation. If you feel like it, like, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really cool. And I, I like what you said about how since you're at the head of this cohort or this program and you're the one saying like no alcohol, you're holding yourself accountable. Yeah. And that's that's a huge thing for me, like why I even started posting stuff on social media. Because if you are posting out there like, yeah, I like to run at 5 a.m. And then you don't do it, like you feel like the biggest hypocrite or fraud ever. So like yeah. you're, it's that social accountability, like, especially as you as a coach, like that's gotta be a whole different level. Bro, I talk about this moment all the time. Like I've told this on my podcast multiple times, 
But when I first started working on it at 4 a.m. with that dude who called me out, uh, I would post every single morning. Like I would post and I lived with my best friend. Like we were roommates at the time. And one of our other good friends from high school hit him up like on the slide behind my back. He's like, yo, how long do you think this shit's about to last? Mm. And my my be- my roommate told me. And I was like, yeah. oh, not now I'm not stopping. And it's literally like, I think about that still to this day. Like, fuck that dude. Like, and wow. we're still cool. But like, I think like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I'm still going because fuck you. Like, so I just like being able to push back at other people. Yeah, and it's always good to have a little extra chip on the shoulder, a little extra motivation yeah. just to keep you going when you don't mm-hmm. feel like it. Yeah, I mean, I love that, uh, like, just posting it because, like, why not? Like, that's the Jocko thing. Like, whenever he posts his little stopwatch at 4 a.m., it's like he's motivating millions of people by doing that. Right. And it's he just might piss some thing. off, but that's on you. Like, what? You don't exactly. got to follow me. Right. And if, if you, he's pissing people off, it's just a reflection, like, okay, maybe I'm too lazy to get up at 4 a.m. And so right. I'm pissed at this guy for doing it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's interesting stuff, dude. So I wanted to ask you a couple other questions, like being a fitness coach, like how can somebody get more consistent going to the gym? Like I know a lot of people go for a couple of weeks, they're starting to go strong and then they fall off the wagon. So like how can people improve their consistency? This one's hard for me because like people ask me how I'm still consistent. And it's just like, I just go because I know I have to go. Like, it's not like I don't wake up every day wanting to go. And I never woke up wanting to go. But like, you just have to get in the habit of it. So I think like that that would be my answer is like, just go. And not like, I'm not saying you have to go for an hour a day. Like, uh, I think me and you talked about this, like when we connected before, it's like that idea of uh, just go to the gym, like just show up. You don't, you don't have to put any pressure on like actually doing things. Just go show up and stay for five minutes and you can leave. Like getting yourself yep. in the habit of getting your shit to go to the gym, actually walking through the doors is going to make a difference. Uh, my business partner actually was just talking about this on our podcast last week that his sister has been telling him, I want to go to the gym. Today's the day. Today's the day. Today's the day. And they live across the country. And he said like FaceTiming is a big thing for them. They do it almost every day. And he said, look, you've been telling me this for weeks now. You haven't went. Don't FaceTime me until you go to the fucking gym. So I think yeah. that just getting some kind of accountability is going to help with that as well. Like find somebody else to go with you, find like a coach, find uh, just a group of guys like you have on Twitter. Like just find somebody who, when you don't go, they're going to call you on your shit and not in a negative way. Cause like, that's not going to help motivate anybody, but just get in the habit of going or find somebody who's going to make you want to go. Yeah. I love that approach to it. I think having an accountability system, whether it's a friend, whether it's a sibling, like it's so helpful because uh, you're, if you just say to yourself, like, I'm going to go to the gym and you don't go, like nobody knows. But if you right. put it out there to other people, if you even maybe take it a step further and like post it on social media, you will have to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that have anxiety around going to the gym and like looking like a fool and not knowing exactly how to use the machines and stuff. So like, how can people overcome that? Like initial stage of not really knowing what to do. I think that everybody's going to kind of, have their own journey with anxiety like when it comes to anxiety but like at the end of the day you got to remember like everyone started somewhere like when i first started going to the gym i was for lack of a better term i was fat i was pushing 250 pounds uh it wasn't a good 250 i had like completely let myself go and like i felt anxiety going into the gym but i knew like there's gonna be other people here who are more out of shape than me more in shape than me but like the whole point of the gym is because everyone's trying to get better. Like stop worrying about what other people are going to think about you 
because everybody in that gym didn't know what they were doing the first time they walked into it. Like Exactly. And also, no one there is looking at you. Everybody there is also worried about, are people looking at me? So they're not going to be looking at you. Like, right. I still get anxious going in there sometimes. Like, it no, just depends same. what I'm doing. Like, if I do a new movement, I'm like, oh, shit, somebody's going to see me. If I try a new weight, oh, shit, somebody's going to see me. But nobody's paying attention to me. Everybody's worried about their own shit. No one right. actually cares about you in the best way possible. <laughs> like, no, that is such a good frame of mind to remember. Like, people don't care about what you're doing as much as you think. Like, no, everybody's all. worried about their own shit. Everybody's worried, mm-hmm. like, oh, am I looking okay? And, like, I know for me, like, a big thing for working out is, like, looking in the mirror while you're working out. Like, you want to see how you're looking. But you're not looking around and, like, oh, that guy, that guy's only benching, like, 95 pounds. Like, what a, like, The only time soft. I look at people in the gym like that is, damn, look how much he's, like, I only look at, like, people who are doing better than me. Like, I'm not looking at somebody yes. like, oh, look at this fucking twerp. Like, that's, right. If you're in a, a gym that's like that, you're in the wrong gym. Like, go somewhere else. Because not everybody's like that. And th- no one should be like that. Facts. And I- honestly, for me, like, if I see somebody who maybe is, like, a bit scrawny or, like, a bit overweight, the first thing I think of is, like, damn, good for them. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're trying. Like, they're starting. That's all it takes. I'll, go, I'll it be takes. more apt to go out of my way and say hi to somebody who I can tell is uncomfortable in the gym just to try to make them feel more comfortable. Those are people I'll go up to. Yeah. I love that approach, dude. I, I want to start doing that more for sure. I think that's a really good frame of mind because especially as you who's had so much experience and you're literally a coach like on social media, you can just give them one little piece of advice, mm-hmm. one little piece of encouragement. That could go such a long way. I've literally been on both sides of it. Like I've been in the position where I was scared to go in the gym and I know what that felt like. And the, the only reason I kept going is because there's people who made me feel comfortable there. That's awesome, dude. I, I'm definitely going to start implementing that more. I'm actually, I'm headed to the gym after we hop off this podcast. Oh, yeah. So maybe that'll be my goal. Like inspire, inspire one little person. You never know. Yeah. Um, so one last question before we hop off here. Um, cool. Let's say somebody's pretty into fitness. Maybe they're in college, maybe they're younger and they want to start. They've heard about coaching people on the internet. Like how can somebody start getting into that? Honestly, just do it. Like, that's the best advice I can give is just stop thinking about it. Stop like overanalyzing it. Stop thinking about what can go wrong. You don't need any kind of expertise. Like at the end of the day, when I first started actually coaching, I was surrounded by like elite coaches. Like I was surrounded by people who were coaching in multiple countries, had hundreds of clients and I didn't know shit or I felt like I didn't know shit. But the reality is like everybody connects to different people. And so like the best way that I learned was I just put out there like, Hey, I'm going to coach a few people for free. If you're interested, hit me up. Let's check it out. And I had, you expect like a hundred people to flock your inbox. I had like three people hit me up. So I got back with all those people. I coached them for free for 90 days, got the transformation, got the testimonials. And then I had social proof. Cause at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. people don't care about your credentials. People don't care what you look like. People want to see what kind of results can this person get. And so. And if they see somebody else. They want to pay you. Yeah. Yeah, if they see somebody else did it based off your program that you gave them, like that's going to show them, oh, I could do this too. And once you get yeah. that social proof, like that's that's when you can start making some money off of it. So, yeah, man, this was an awesome conversation. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, dude, I'm glad you had me on. Definitely an honor. Uh, I haven't been on this side of the podcasting thing for a while here. So, yeah, definitely cool. And if you have any like any things to shout out, like any uh, promotions, any social media. Yeah, um, you can find me pretty much everywhere on social media at it's dthack. 
Um, my brand is called Desire to Inspire. Our main mission is basically bringing mental and physical health together. We have a community platform we're putting together starting January 1st. So like, I don't know when you plan on dropping this, but we're going to start taking calls in the in November just to see like if people are a good fit. It's going to be relatively cheap compared to like what we usually charge. So it's going to be like an affordable price to get in monthly. It's going to have individual calls with myself and my partner who are both coaches. Then we're going to do like group calls, community calls, which is what I'm excited about. Like it's basically the same thing we've been talking about, man, accountability and just bringing people together who I think it's hard to find these people in real life or harder anyways, mm-hmm. than just like the average, like let's meet up at the bar type of friends. So like bringing together more like-minded individuals like this and being able to connect on a deeper level and like just push each other. That's the end mission. So that's what it is. And if you buy a uh, VPN supplements, <laughs> go hit the link in my bio. <laughs> I got you. And I'll, I'll make sure to link your Twitter and everything down below oh, uh, in Appreciate the show it. notes, but yeah, it sounds like an awesome program. And I love that you're starting it on January 1st. I mean, I know that's a time everybody makes a resolution. So like, hold yourself accountable, like sign up for this guy's program. He knows his shit. So it's actually anyways, just kind of how it came together. It wasn't like a aim for January thing. It's just kind of like where, how the pieces fell. We're like, all right, we should be ready yeah. by then. So, well, I love it. It sounds like perfect time. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. Well, anyways, thank you, man. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll definitely be in touch. All right, dude. Thanks again. Thank you for listening. To recap what Dylan and I talked about, here's a quick summary. Around the one minute mark, we got into the online fitness coaching space and how Dylan became an online fitness coach. Around the 13 minute mark, we talked about Dylan's current calories and diet. Around the 18 minute mark, we got into the role supplements play in fitness as well as the role alcohol plays in overall health. Around the 24-minute mark, we talked about the power of having an accountability system. And around the 28-minute mark, we talked about how to get more consistent in the gym. To finish it off, around the 30-minute mark, we talked about overcoming anxiety in the gym and how you can get into fitness coaching if you're interested. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who you think might benefit. You can also find me on Twitter for key takeaways from these episodes at JackMosesZero. Again, thank you for listening. This has been Jack Moses with the Modern Mentorship Podcast.